Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Pippin, and I hope that I dazzle you. <laughs> I'm Kat, and I sparkle under fluorescence. I'm Alex, and I made a vow. A vow to never read this book. And I, and I kept it. I kept it. <laughs> and I'm Brendan, and honestly, I'm Team Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I so, think we all should be, honestly. Oh. Long suffering. Uh, so, so with, with all those hints, Pip, what are we, what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about Stephanie Meyer's Twilight. So, spoilers abound. Uh, if you want specific content warnings, check out the show notes on nostoryissacred.com. Thanks, thanks, to listener Tim for the request. Thanks, for those- Tim. <laughs> yeah, Tim. God damn it, Tim. Tim. <laughs> you know, if we keep, t- <laughs> if we talk about <laughs> the, the, the people who make requests this way, they're not going to request uh, things anymore. Uh, uh, J- JK, we, we, we love, love the you. fact that we had to talk about twilight thank you <laughs> twice Tim. now actually because uh yeah uh fun fact uh this is the second time we're doing this because uh my audio editing program destroyed the original project nice sad listen, trombone yeah. will be making an appearance early in this recording <laughs> <laughs> listen that was the practice run because twilight is worth it is hashtag it? worth it <laughs> Listen, that is what I'm saying to console myself. But Pippin, why is it worth it? Maybe oh. you should explain it to us. It provides hours of joys. Joys? Ooh. It provides hours of joy. For those of you who either haven't seen the movie, read the book, uh, or need reminding about what it's about, uh, the movie summary is... High school student Bella Swan, always a bit of a misfit, doesn't expect life to change much when she moves from sunny Arizona to rainy Washington State. Then she meets Edward Cullen, a handsome but mysterious teen whose eyes seem to peer directly into her soul. Edward is a vampire. And a stalker. (laughs) Edward is a vampire. Uh, And a stalker. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whose family does not drink blood. And Bella, far from being frightened, enters into a dangerous romance with her immortal soulmate. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Twilight. Um, You know what? What is with vampires who don't drink blood? You know what that makes them? Goths. Done. Do do you know what they call themselves? They call themselves vegetarians, even though they drink animal blood. Uh, Yeah, it's kind of... It, the antithesis of vegetarian, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the reason, I mean, clearly the reason this was done was to make these quote unquote safe. These are safe yeah. vampires. So you can feel okay about the fact that you're romancing them. If I'm romancing a vampire, I want that danger. Let's be real. You don't want to da- hit the one who's a member of PEF or VETH. Vampires for the ethical treatment of humans. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's. You know, we uh, have. Paranormal romance is a genre. Um, I don't know where it was in its gestation when Twilight came out, but frankly, you know, you have vampires who are sucking people's blood. It's a deal. It's you know, it's a, it's thing. a thing. Well, well, historically, vampires are like 
they're symbolic for STDs and sex in general. Sexy times. Inappropriate sex. It's inappropriate sex is what it is. Well, any sex out of wedlock is, you know. (laughs) (gasps) Well, any sex with with the express purpose of of making a child between a husband and wife, that's that's what it is. That's bad. (laughs) And the hole in the bed sheet. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (gasps) Wait, does that mean Hmm. that, does that mean that all lesbians are vampires? Yes. Oh, all right. Carmilla was onto something. <laughs> Carmilla had lesbian vampires. It was amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Before Dracula. But Dracula had <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Lucy. Lucy was of the uh, loose morals. What? Yeah, uh, I mean, Lucy morals. <laughs> that seems, uh, side note, that seems like either a Dick Tracy villainous or like a Bond villainous. Lucy morals. That's awesome. I, I yeah. do kind of love it. Not Bond. It should be a Lucy something else. Oh, yeah. God, yep. yeah. Keep it Dick Tracy. <laughs> Dick Tracy. <laughs> um, yeah, but Lucy had, uh, Lucy in, in the book Dracula had three, count them, three men on the hook. Uh, which is a little, shall we say, avant-garde. Ooh. Lucy. And so oh, naturally Lucy. she gets, uh, uh, knocked up, I mean, turned into a vampire by, uh, by Dracula. Yeah. Shame. 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 What? Does anybody know what the appeal of the vampire in Twilight is? Um. Uh. uh how? Clearly there was one. It like was the very successful. vampire or like the, how, what the appeal of the, oh, I don't know. Uh, I think the, the, uh, appeal was what he did to Bella. Uh, yeah. I think I think the appeal is it's symbolic of an older man without actually having it be creepy because mm. he looks like he's your own age, but clearly is much more experienced in such things. And there probably is some amount of danger, isn't he? Like constantly, almost going to bite her or something. Yeah. Uh, oh God. <laughs> you know. Well, like uh, it, it could also be that you know the redeeming mm. thing. Oh, it's through our love alone that he won't eat me. Except he wasn't going to eat people before that because he's a vegetarian. Well, she represents, <laughs> Bella represents temptation for him. Uh, temptation <laughs> that he is supposed to, uh, uh, fight against as opposed to your traditional vampire stories where, yeah, humans were awfully tempting, but the temptation is actually us approaching them, I think. Or maybe don't get fucking bitten. It, it's, it's different. It it's puts I, the onus on the vampire as opposed to on the woman for being temptation. I I would like to to just point out that Edward does call Bella his own personal brand of heroin. <laughs> Cue Depeche Mode song. Oh. <laughs> well, he also called her a spider monkey. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He did. He, he knew how to he, romance people. Oh, Perpetually awkward. Maybe that's why he's in high school. Yeah. Here's a book of pet names. Just try those. <laughs> <laughs> My little spider monkey. Well, he, he probably, you know, maybe Bella isn't the first girl he dated. Ooh. It's like, hang on tight, little bear. <laughs> <laughs> also, is that Benji I hear in the background? Yeah, hey, yeah, he has a, his, uh, he has his rolling ball, uh, treat thing, oh, so. Thing. Okay. 
<laughs> He's being cute. So let's talk a little bit about uh about the the story. The story. Or the plot. Both. <laughs> the plot either as it is. As it is. <laughs> uh, so quick question. Uh, amongst all of y'all, what have you uh have you read the book, have you seen the movie, or have you done both? Both. Ooh. That's right. What? Ooh. Uh I have watched all the movies except well, no. I watched like three of them and one of them I've only ever seen drunk. Uh, <laughs> whoops. I've only done the first of each, to be fair. Yeah, I read all of the, most of the books. I stopped in the last one after Bella became a vampire. Spoiler alert. Uh, because I figured, oh, she reached her endgame. I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> so I just skipped all the creepy vampire child bits. Cause no one needs yeah. that. Hello, mother. <laughs> Uh, I've been falling in love with your boyfriend. Uh, Oh, God, I forgot that part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But that's not this story. This story story is young Bella moving from sunny Phoenix to rainy, terrible Forks, Washington. And how do we know it's rainy, terrible Forks, Washington? Well, she spends the first quarter of the book complaining about it. Yes. I don't mind that. Well, wait, wait. Alex, what did you read? Or watch. I just watched the first movie via riff tracks. <laughs> <laughs> One removed. And I watched the movies. I watched a, a few of the movies. I haven't seen the last two or whatever it is. The split up one. And I started yeah. reading the book. Um, and then I got way creeped out by the relationship. Um, Which is understandable because it's oh, a yeah. creepy as fuck relationship. Uh, yeah. Uh, creepiest. Well, it, it's that whole thing where he's like, you know, oh, uh, you didn't see me doing a van thing. I didn't move anything. I didn't move super fast. What? And she's like, you totally fucking did. He's like, <laughs> nope. But I saw Obi-Wan Kenobi do this. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, but the difference is that, you know, it'd be one thing if he's like, no, I didn't see it. And then she's like, yeah, lol. <laughs> Fuck you. You totally did. So let's move on from there. But there was too much of the... uh I don't know. The the whole well controlling I, thing. It, it, it bothered me. It, it, it controlling, yeah, I can get that. I guess I guess I kind of gave that part a pass. A because there's so much worse stuff that happens <laughs> at least in terms of stalkerish controlling. Yeah. But also it's just like okay, yeah, he's clearly supernatural. Clearly she knows and it's just kind of the don't tell the press about it kind of kind of thing. Could have been articulated better, but, you know, we're not saying this is a brilliantly written story either, so. But I think that we are, we have talked in the past about, um, uh, responsibility to the modern world, to the world that you're writing <laughs> well, in. Yes. Um, yeah. and also we have to acknowledge, like, for all that we think it's shit, and it is shit, uh, this was a vastly <laughs> popular series, and frankly, if I could make that kind of dough, sure. <laughs> I want to find oh, out yeah. what the secret sauce is. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah. the, the the secret sauce. Uh, I, I think there's some prevailing theories about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, keep in mind, like uh, the the story itself started off like in the midst of the Harry Potter craze. Mm-hmm. So we, we we had a generation of readers primed for the shit. <laughs> generation of readers who have started Harry Potter younger. And reading along, and suddenly become of an age where suddenly supernatural romance. Let's get into that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
And of course, there was like the big gap going on in publishing. Like we're all like waiting desperately for the next Harry Potter book. So better like pump up some methadone in, in the form of Twilight. It'll get us through. Oh, have we actually uh, gotten the next Harry Potter? Um, I think it's going to be a long time before we get anything as big as Harry Potter. Mm. Yeah. Uh because I mean, not until Cat writes "Good Good Morning Val- or Greetings Valentine." <laughs> until Greetings Valentine comes out, then that's going to be the hot shit everywhere. Oh God! Uh, I mean, there have been other big major uh, properties. Mm. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The Hunger Games was one. Oh, oh yeah. Are we also? And also, we are we also still like waiting for uh, Game of Thrones to just finish yeah i think game of thrones is the kind of contender i'd say at least in terms of pop culture saturation because i mean take this summer for instance everybody was talking about it yeah but i I still don't think it's reached quite the the level of harry potter yeah no it can't kids aren't gonna be watching game of thrones also i bet Without thinking, we all know uh, our Harry Potter, our Hogwarts house, uh, exactly. but we don't necessarily know our uh, Game of Thrones house, our Westeros house. Exactly. I mean, there's no uh, sense of inner uh, competition amongst us all. And you don't feel the urge to who, who would be put on which team. Like, I mean, Brendan, you referenced it in your introduction. Everyone had a team when you were talking about uh, uh, about Twilight. Team Edward. And then you have a Hogwarts house. Um, there, wasn't there like a bunch of like the of the his uh, novels trying to artificially do that? You don't want to be put into that uh, section because then and you'll be outcast socially. Oh uh, yeah, like um, uh, insurgent or divergent. Divergent is the first one, yeah. I mean, but uh, to be fair, the teens as outcasts and which ones which is is a popular topic. I mean, uh, Scott Westerfeld did the Uglies and Pretties and Specials series. Uh, which is mm. genius. And maybe that's why Bella, as written, appealed to so many people, because she was the outcast protagonist. So it's like, oh, I'm outside of the norm. Uh, which yeah. is what many teenagers feel like. I mean, I actually thought that her voice was pretty good. To be fair, I was never a teenage girl, <laughs> so I can't really... Uh... I was, and let me tell you, it kind of sucked. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> it was the fucking worst. Um, and so I'm High like, school sucks. <laughs> true. Yeah, general. But um, no, I actually really felt for, Be- for Bella. I didn't mind her narration. I thought it was okay. I thought that, you know, was she a bit moody? Sure. But so was fucking Holden Caulfield. And he's supposed to be Western literature. So. Though, here's the thing. God, Forks High School, most inclusive and accepted <laughs> high school in the nation. Holy crap. God. Hey there. Bella, wanna wanna join us for or some after school activities? Now I have to go stumble away. Wash okay then, we'll invite you tomorrow. I have to go study. Um, um, you know. <laughs> hey Bella, want to date? What? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I missed you. What? I, so I don't uh, know if the listener knows much about small town life. <clears throat> <laughs> oh God, but we do. Um, my class was a graduating class of um. I've always said 40, but I have been informed by my classmates, who I'm still all in <laughs> contact with, that it was closer to like 35 or something. The the number who graduated is less than the number you remember because not all the people graduated. Uh-uh. 
Womp womp. But yeah, uh, between 35 and 40, I think, was the average class size, depending on the year. Oh, man, I remember when I was a senior, the freshman class was like 70 kids to start out with. I don't, they didn't all graduate. Uh, <laughs> no, no, God, no. Uh, God but I remember... Uh, we, they were huge. We were upset because they were taking over the goddamn school. There were too many of them <laughs> and they were little shits. <laughs> I like how we're like immediately oh, falling into gossip that's like 20 years old at this point. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, speaking of gossip, we mentioned, you know, graduating class, 36 people or so. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you will, if six out of the 36 classmates happened to be vampires. We'd notice. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we we'd all clue in, especially all, the fact that they're all sleeping with each other. Oh god. Oh yeah, uh, we might not clue yeah. in exactly on the vampire bit, but we'd notice that they were weirder than everybody else, mm-hmm. uh, and and the weird sexual stuff. We, we'd think that they were part of the um, cult that ran away. Yeah, so I don't know if this was a thing for you guys. So it was definitely a thing for my class. We um, uh, you didn't. You didn't date within your own class. There were so few of us, and we'd been together since we were like fucking five or something. Yeah. So like, you always dated like the class above or the class below. You didn't date within your class. Like, we had one couple in our class, and we were all like, "Well, all right then." From my remembrance, I think there was a lot more between grade dating, or you know, you had people who are like you know from a different school mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Like. If I remember correctly, if people dated within our own class, it was people who moved to town later. Oh, yeah. 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 I can oh, see yeah. that. That makes sense. Uh, and hmm. speaking of moving to town later, that's a bit that we can't relate to and might be part of Bella's perspective. True. Uh, because we do not know what it's like to move to that small town. Because you know it's how we fall into small town gossip? <laughs> <laughs> Mm, those Collins kids. <laughs> I imagine that can be pretty alienating to people who move there. Yeah. Uh, that being said, that did not exactly come through in the book, and I think it would have been really interesting. <laughs> well, also, and, and also the fact that she's shiny and new. Shiny and new, and in addition to the gene pool, is all very important when you're in a small oh, yeah. town. <laughs> um, but the reason we're talking about this is because uh, I don't know if we've actu- actually said, th- there's not just Edward Cullen of the Cullens. In the school, oh, yeah. no, there's oh, no. there's an entire Cult. vampire family, and it's the weirdest thing. These vampires are all so much more interesting than Edward heard my hair stick straight up, Cullen. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd read a story about any of the other vampires. Well, and the mm. fact that they're all sleeping together, well, even yeah. though they're siblings, but that's okay because they're <laughs> Foster or something like that. <laughs> nah. Dr. Cullen is saving so many lives in town and all those snowmobilers who almost die every year, but damn. <laughs> I think, I think, are, are they a cult? <laughs> are they a sex cult? Like one of the, yeah. sleeping with each other is like sleeping with Jesus cult? <laughs> oh my god. Just, just, just if Edward hands you a Kool-Aid, don't drink <laughs> That's it. That's what I was going to say, except, except I was thinking... Uh, one of the other vampires, Emmett, totally goes around with a thing of Kool-Aid, <laughs> just drinking it. <laughs> oh my god. He doesn't care if he can't actually digest it at all. doesn't fucking care. <laughs> he thinks it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Well, again, I don't think we'd clue on the fact that vampires were a thing necessarily, but there'd be school gossip. Again, a sixth of the class yeah, as vampires yeah. Yeah. that sleep with each other. 
Yeah, we we'd be gossiping, and and not only that, but they don't hang out with everyone. Oh else. yeah, they don't hang out. They, like so, we're just kind of talking about like how weird it is that the school is very inclusive. I mean, beyond like the first kind of hesitation, and we're, we're talking more high school grade schools than absolute <laughs> shit. But uh, like uh, but like by the high school level, like. Yeah, if you're doing any extracurriculars whatsoever. Yeah, you're seeing the same people over mm-hmm. and over again. It's like, oh, you're in the drama oh, club. Oh, you're in the basketball team, the drama club, key club, mm-hmm. everything. You've been government. Oh, yeah. band. Like there was no like this is the dorky uh, uh group. There that that, that didn't exist yeah. cuz there weren't enough people to populate a dorky club. Yeah, yeah. The, the valedictorian is a jock, is a theater nerd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Happens, yeah. Um, and, which made it really awkward if you really just wanted to find the outcast group and be part of that. Like, you were just <laughs> stuck. That yeah. was still there, yeah. but yeah, I mean. Yeah. But even then, did that uh, outcast is the one who knows all the answers for the English test? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you make that friends. That was me, man. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> I, I kind of started off as the outcast and then turned into a sarcastic asshole. Yeah, so. I got weirdly popular my senior year because I stopped yeah. giving a shit and everyone thought yep. that, that was amazing. And actually, come to think of it, that might be the secret behind Bella. She does not give a shit. And so everyone's like, oh my god. Hey, this girl doesn't give a shit about <gasps> us. We have to try extra hard to impress her and Ooh. include her. Yeah. Oh, I think we tapped into Bella's popularity. Now we know. <laughs> The zen of not giving a shit. <laughs> well, I guess that is zen, huh? Yeah, a little bit. All right, guys. All right, we were, we were talking a whole lot about, you know, small town life there, which, you know, understandable considering we grew up in a small Did town. Hmm. <laughs> y- yes. I don't know. We only talked about it for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, but like, what else happens in this story? Uh, the, the, the romance as it is is kind of bullshit. Um, I'm sorry, what? Weird. Stalkerish. He makes like no real uh, attempt to hide his vampiric nature. Uh, not really, aside from the weird gaslighting line that he tries. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, he stops the van. The remote control was in my hand. <laughs> Punch. <Ugh. laughs> um, and then the driver apologized. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, I almost kill you. Huh. But she clues in pretty damn quick that he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right right yeah and and then they have awkward teen romance yay and we get to vampire baseball in which the villains show up <laughs> <laughs> yes audience there's vampire baseball in case you were wondering what am i missing from my life is it baseball is it vampires no it's vampire baseball <laughs> i think you mean the most amazing part of the book <laughs> blah 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 now let's shine oh wait we forgot to mention that they twisted the vampire mythos just a tiny bit in this book didn't they just a bit just i mean (laughs) well because rather than being eternally cursed to never see the light of day again now the sun makes them shine you can't see it, but I am, I'm, I'm doing spirit fingers right now. Spirit fingers or jazz hands? I really need to know. Uh, my, my fingers are twiddling, uh, so Brennan, they're spirit fingers. Those aren't spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers. And these, these are gold. Are gold. <laughs> um, uh, nerds. 
I'm going to defend that choice, okay? Okay. Uh, we frequently say, you know, the joy of folklore, the joy of fairy tales is you can take shit, you can change it around. Yeah. yeah. Stephanie Myers took the concept of vampires can't be in daylight and changed it to, well, why can't they be in daylight? To be fair, Joss Whedon did the same thing. They turn into dust. That's actually not a vampire thing. But he said, that's what fucking happens. She says, they start sparkling, and that strangely gives away the surprise of what they are. So I accept surprise. that. Turning vampires less dangerous, more romantic. Why the fuck not? I just wish it wasn't sparkles. Sparkle, 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 sparkle. Listen, that is the skin of a killer. <laughs> uh, Would you rather it was holographic? Oh. Well, because I don't quite get how it is appealing. It's like, oh, you're sparkly. That's did you go to a club? Did you go to the strip club? Oh my Actually, god! Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna confess <laughs> something. I would totally uh-huh. like to see somebody with sparkle skin, and I think that that's <laughs> you know people buy makeup to that effect. For me, it was like that one step a bit too far. It's like okay, you can buy the vampire romance, but then plus shiny dazzling skin it felt like oh this is all just one big setup to be so i dated a vampire (laughs) it kind of reduced the threat a little bit well to be fair i think that was half of what she was going for is you know because oh yeah and maybe that was the appeal this is a safe romance as it were a safe vampire there's mild danger, but it, it's even more supposed to be about the soul bond with something. I think you're, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's the, uh, winter spring romance, uh, but made mm. less creepy. <laughs> and, and then there's that appeal of like, ooh, with the, if this romance holds true, we will be soulmates forever and ever and ever. And ever. Yay. It tends to make it less creepy. Kind of made it creepy in a different way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a pedophile, isn't he? A little bit. A little bit. Just Oops. Or were you saying something, Pep? Oh, I was just going to say something in the defense of the romance. Do it. Go for it. Um, Because Kat asked, you asked earlier mm-hmm. uh, what the appeal was. Uh, specifically of the vampires, but I'm going to go for for the story in general. Yeah. In traditional romance books and in our culture in general. Yeah, Western culture in general. Western culture in general. There's the idea of who does the pursuing and who is pursued in relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's the idea of, you know, the, the man is the gate crasher and the woman is the gatekeeper. Uh, and uh, women are supposed to keep men away and men are kind of supposed to keep pursuing until they get there. You know, it's all very uh, key master and and gatekeeper from uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and and that's what the way it's always supposed to be. You'll uh, it doesn't always happen these days, but it, traditionally. Uh, whereas in Twilight, Bella's the one going Edward. Let's pursue this relationship. Let's make out. Let's let's have a good time. <laughs> yeah, she was DTF from moment one, more or less. <laughs> she looked at Edward and she was like, yes. Yes, that is what I will be having tonight. Uh, <laughs> and Edward's the fish? one. No, no. Uh, the pork. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, whereas Edward is one going, no, no. Uh, we can't do this. We have to get married first in, in later books. You gotta put a ring on this. Yeah. Uh, and so he's the one gatekeeping and she's the one trying to gate crash. Mm-hmm. From a female perspective, that is refreshing. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, it's also, you know, uh, more realistic, I think, to your average teenage girl or whatever uh, uh, point of view. Yeah, slice me off a bit of that. And she is nicely actually going ahead with it. 
which is a power fantasy uh, for women, which is nice. And, and maybe there's also something to be said about her kind of like taming the beast, as it were, because he does admit to having killed people before, <laughs> but he's not going to kill her because love. Or even though he really wanted he to. wants to. Like so You're bad. <laughs> His own personal brand. <laughs> Bella Brand Heroin, now at a store near you. Uh-huh. Oh, again, to Pesh Mode. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, back on track with the vampire baseball. Um, yeah, that was a scene, wasn't it? So, quick anecdote about vampire baseball. Do it. Uh-huh. The first time I'm reading the book, years ago, right? Uh, possibly before my first year of college. Uh, I'm in the kitchen back in our hometown, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh-huh. I'm reading uh, the book, uh, and I get to the line uh, where they say we're going to. Where they, they actually used the phrase, I think, "vampire baseball," and <laughs> Edward says it's the American uh, pastime or something like that. Uh, and I start. The only word to use is cackling. <laughs> and Alex is on the other side of the house. Hears me comes running in and goes, what happened? <laughs> Dear audience, you have to understand that this is not like a ranch house or a, or anything else. This was an, like what, two story Victorian. So when she says yep, the yeah. other side of the house, you have to understand that in order for her to replicate that sound here, we would have to bust the microphones. My neighbors <laughs> would be very upset with me. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of the, baseball scene so what did you guys think of the villains showing up right then uh, they were doing stuff in the background in the movie they killed that poor santa guy oh. so, so what what do you think of them just showing up the last minute i, I felt it was a little forced yeah deus ex villain <laughs> <laughs> villain ex machina <laughs> i mean i think that that's making an assumption about what the story is supposed to be it makes sense to me that they show up in the last minute because the story is not about, you know, uh, uh, the dangers of vampires or vampire whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's a romance. And so what's front and center in a romance is the romance. And that is ongoing. That's, you know, throw some danger in at the end. But you know, you have to look at what the genre you're working in is. I suppose I just wanted more establishment of these as a presence, which I think, again, the movie strives to address, but doesn't really happen as much in the books or in the book rather not books not plural <laughs> not yet <laughs> but uh, for, for me it just kind of felt like they just showed up at the baseball game out of nowhere that was convenient <laughs> oh well, oh you happen to ha- have a human with you oh i'm going to hunt her down for shits and giggles well, haha because i'm bad well, not just with shits and giggles he's a fucking vampire that's what they do the cullen family well, are supposed th- to be th- the weirdos here well that's the thing there's more cullens than there are bad guy vampires <laughs> here in this that's story true. uh i can tell you how the conflict uh, would have re- resolved itself in quote-unquote real world they threaten at the baseball game. Edward reads that guy's mind. It's like, oh, he's going to kill Bella regardless. Cullen's attack. And then it, they, they do dance flourishes while decapitating all three <laughs> vampires. It's, it's cute. I'm sorry. I just yeah, heard a musical cue in my head. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> but yeah, no, Jasper uh, calms them all down so they don't want to fight back. Mm-hmm. Because Jasper, if the audience isn't aware, can control moods. Not creepy at all. Nope. Uh Mm-hmm. Alice can uh, read their minds, so if they're going to counterattack, she can uh, work with that. 
No, no, not read their minds. I read the future. So she knows what's going to happen. Uh, Edward reads their minds, so can you know see what they're uh, planning, as opposed to what they're actually going to do. Uh, and then uh, the others just sort of kick ass and take names. Emmett fights <laughs> bears for Christ's sake. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the, the the plot could have been resolved in minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like Bella, hold my back. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question for you guys. Um, I don't remember. Can Edward read Bella's mind? No, he can't. Nope. Oh, thank Christ. That was a major plot point, actually. Uh, that, that's part it's, of why he was so drawn to her. Okay, good. And because she smelled yeah. so yummy. Mmm, like Frisia. Yeah. Yeah, so he can't read her mind. So, you know, maybe that's, that might excuse some of the behavior. Not really, because again, kind of controlling and creepy and weird. Mm. But hey, you know, he was a guy from the 1910s, so. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was normal back then, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a hey, Petty Bella. Here you go. <laughs> is that what the comedy says? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my velocipede. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, wait. Would he have? Would he have written a written a penny farthing? <laughs> Great mental image. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he could have had a mustache. Oh, my God. oh, he totally would have had a mustache. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, like, was he old enough to grow a mustache when he died? I don't he know, was you're dudes. How does puberty work? He was a dudes? teenager. Teenagers can grow mustaches. It'd be like a really weak mustache. Well, he has time. He, he can have a mustache if he wants. I mean, he can grow out that hair. I'm wondering if vampires actually can grow out their hair, because can you imagine having a wispy teenage mustache for eternity? I really yeah. want to see like a mountain man vampire. <laughs> you know? I'm just imagining Edward with that hairstyle forever. Oh, <laughs> I, I think, I think they can just grow hair at whim it's not natural but they can just be like i'm gonna will my hair to grow (laughs) edward grungiers the weirdest (laughs) (laughs) it's not a phase carlisle yes it is we've been over this how many times i am (laughs) Uh, edward wearing bell bottoms it is a thing that must have happened my god uh but i i think uh yeah, we, we, we kind of been going all over the place, uh, just cause we're just not, there's not much else to talk about in this book. The climax was kind of weird and weak. They go running away, have adventures on the road. Eventually they're in Phoenix because change of scene and they fucking kill the other vampire. The end. Well, I mean, yeah, but how does the, uh, I forget how in the movie, how does the relationship end? It's like with prom or some shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It ends at the prom because all high school stories are at the prom. Yeah. I guess they're junior prom, right? Yeah. (laughs) But it's a romance. Of course it ends there. Yeah. It's a high school romance, too. It makes sense for it to end at prom. Mm Mm-hmm. And of course he has to make that creepy uh, observation. It's like, oh, your cast is beautiful. (laughs) I like it when you're beaten up. (laughs) Oh, God. I just imagine Bella's dad, uh, Charlie, glaring a death glare at Edward there. It's like, Charlie is much better in the movie than the books, from what I understand. Yeah. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Well, one of the reasons I have a problem with Charlie sometimes Mm -hmm. is because of the time in a later book, sorry, when uh, Jacob kissed Bella without her permission and she punched him. Good girl. Uh, yeah, except she first- She broke her fist uh, on his face. She did break his fist on his face. Nice. Um, because he was a werewolf, so he had super hard skin. Uh, I don't think that's how uh, hitting people works, but, you know. It does. No, you can oh, yeah. break your fist easily. Yeah, no. well, yeah. uh, first, his first re- response was to congratulate Jacob for going for it. 
Grats, bro. That's uh, my daughter. Wait, uh, and, which is not how any dad would react yeah. to that situation. But I think. I think when he found out that she broke her hand, he was like, "Wait, were you doing it right?" And then, <laughs> and then told her, "Don't tuck your thumb in." I think yeah. that's how it went down. It's been a while. Not, Half uh, of that reaction was right. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Movie Charlie, uh, great. Movie Charlie was amazing. Yeah, Movie Charlie. Well, I, that, that's kind of why I based my uh, opening remark on Team Charlie, because, yeah, Movie Charlie. He, he's sensible and, you know, trying his hardest. And it's the chief of police, yeah. come on. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's justifiably like, the fuck you doing around my daughter, weirdo? Wait, oh, your boyfriend's coming to visit? Hold on, I better finish cleaning I my shotgun. That. that just, just <laughs> had my shotgun here, coincidentally. Oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> I think... See, now I can't remember if it actually was coincidentally out or if he would knew he was coming over. Because yeah. it's almost funnier if it actually was a coincidence. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> clicking it up was not a coincidence. Oh, no, that was oh. totally on purpose. I have to say, wait, wait, did he do that thing where it's like one-handed? Yeah. Okay, Um. so for the listening audience, that is my personal, that, that's one of my bulletproof kinks. One of those things that I don't care where it shows up, what movie, I'll just be like, Yes. And if the audience knows of any other movies where the somebody goes ching with the, like one handed with the shotgun, please send them because I need that in my life. She needs to know. <laughs> I need to know for scholarly purposes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do we want to get into story treatments? Yeah, well, I think we, we do. do. So oh. uh, I, I'm, I'm going to hijack it and go first because fuck y'all how dare you (laughs) first of all how dare you second of all yeah go for it okay so as i was uh talking about before i didn't like the antagonists the villains in the piece so that's the approach i was going for for my story treatment here and that's when it hit me there's another character we didn't get a lot of coverage of and that was dr carlisle papa vampire papa Papa Vampire makes him sound adorable. Well, because, okay, hear, hear me out here. This guy mm. is super charming and creates a vampire family for himself. Is, is something like a little bit off about him? I think there is. And I think that's what's actually going on here. We also don't know what his powers are explicitly, I don't think. So what I'm thinking, he's the big bad and he doesn't like the fact that Edward is edging in on, or you know, is or she's edging in on the uh, relationship between him and Edward. He, she's breaking up the family dynamic. He will pick the perfect uh, person for Edward. It can't happen any other way. He's creepy. He's wrong. Uh, and maybe you know some of the kind of weird aspects we saw in the book elsewhere, like Edward's weird stalking. Maybe that was Carlisle doing illusion magic or something, you know? So trying to break them apart. It could just be, you know, like, you know, you look at see what your examples are. And so Edward's like, well, this is clearly the correct way to, uh. Yeah. This is what, this is what Carlisle told me to do. This is normal, yeah. right? Right? And Bell's like, this really is not normal. What? And he's like, what? Shit. First time I, you know, first time I met Carlisle. Well, he was just standing there at the foot of my bed, staring at me for like a good 10 minutes. And he told me that that was romantic. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, how I'd uh, uh, change things around from there, I'd have a lot more involvement of Charlie, perhaps more movie <laughs> Charlie rather than 
creepy or weird uh bit in the later books punching charlie whatever no we're not, that 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 doesn't exist yet so fuck it fair enough the, the sequels are dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> so what i'm thinking is this gets charlie more involved because frankly he's the chief of police his daughter's in trouble he's gonna get involved and i'm just kind of picturing edward charlie bella going to kick carlisle's ass at the end maybe the gun gets knocked out of charlie and you know he's incapacitated so it's up to bella to pump to in carlisle's head <gasps> oh man i am here for bella with a shotgun yeah, just, i'm here for Kristen stewart with a shotgun i'm not gonna lie fair enough yeah fair yeah. enough yeah. and maybe maybe there's other things at play like you know carlisle's a pillar of the community so maybe he kind of gets uh charlie suspended because bella's acting against him or something you know little dirty tricks that he's pulling behind the scenes so yeah uh, Carlisle as Big Bad, and hey, uh, the the wife, uh, what, Esme, yeah, she can be involved too, and yeah, maybe uh, we can have two vampires dead for the price of one, and hey, fewer Cullens, so win win in my book. All right, so quick question for you: Shoot. At what point in the story would you have them realizing that uh, Carlisle, uh, the Papa Papa vampire, is is a bad guy? Act three. Okay. Because I'm thinking act, you know, the the kind of uh, midpoint of the the story, that's mm-hmm. uh, when they thought they uh, took care of the big bad, but it turns oh, okay. out they were wrong. And maybe maybe that's maybe that's where we can involve like the vampire society at whole as a whole, and uh, Carlyle threw that character in as like a patsy or something. And it's like, oh wow, okay. that was easy, and huh, we're only halfway through the story. It's fine. Let's have more of the romance in between. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> you think I haven't seen your movies? You always come back. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. Oh, what if he didn't see the big bad, like the middle bads, the second act bads uh-huh. body? And so we're like, gotta be real careful, guys. Gotta be real careful. No, I think that'd actually be a really fun uh, uh, twist on the uh, uh, trope of if he always come back. It's like, oh, we didn't see their body, so clearly they're they are going to come back, but actually. Yeah, no, they they don't come back because they're it's fucking Carlisle dead the whole time. <laughs> well, like then, yeah. then you get the funness of like them walking through you know Carlisle's house and and like you open a closet door and there's the dead body. Like, oh, there it is. Wait, <laughs> wait, he's Bluebeard. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bluebeard. Uh, Al, do you have anything to say on Carlisle as the big bad? Well, no, I think you've. Uh, I think it's uh, pretty nice. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm trying I, to get us all in the will take that compliment. I, one of my favorite things to do, and I like that you're bringing this in, one of my favorite things to do is to have the the good guy, you know, the mentor, the uh, the positive influence, the one that you thought you could always turn to when there's trouble. Like, maybe Bella goes to Carlisle's like, Edward's just so difficult, is he? Hmm, how, how hard. That's, wow. Uh, maybe you should... Um, Leave him alone for a while. That might be the best. That you, might be you the should, best. You should go back to Phoenix, Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. yeah Just yeah. get far you know, because- away from my son. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he's a sweet boy, but disturbed. Exactly. And he, then you get the revelation. He told me he wanted to kill you. I'm just saying this. I'm just trying to protect for you. For your own good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, 
I like it in stories when the good guy mentor turns out to be bad all along. Dun, dun, it's, a, dun. it's a thing of mine. Um, because that you get that hideous betrayal because not, that's not just the main character who has been using them as a mentor, but you yourself as a, an audience member, as a reader, mm-hmm. have been like oh, yeah. trusting this character and you're like, oh shit, if that goes down. It's like if Doc Brown from, <laughs> from Back to the Future was like, actually, Marty. You're my nah. guinea pig. Do you know how many times I've watched you die, Marty? <laughs> so this is more Rick and Morty. Okay. I sabotaged the, the experiment, Marty. <laughs> You're going to die here, Marty. Oh. oh. Yeah. Um, any other uh, thoughts or comments on Dr. Carlisle as Big Bad and Bella with a shotgun? No. Mm, Bella with a shotgun. I already have to add Doctor of Death, but, you know, that seems obvious. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, nice. Ooh, Angel of Death. He's going around killing people. That's where they. he's been telling them that it's animal blood that he's been feeding them. It isn't. <laughs> Except like, uh, hey, this tastes a lot different than the deer that that we eat. Are you sure? It's, it's uh, fine. It's moose. It's moose. It's fine. <laughs> it's a wom- It's wombat. Wait, what? Is that local here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, no wonder Jasper looks so constipated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pip. I'm going to make you do it. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. It's because you cool. didn't speak first. Cool. I win. Nah. God damn it. So, um, what I'm thinking, right? I, I'm thinking a couple things. Okay. One, I, I, I do have a bit of a problem with how, uh, Stephanie Meyer has clearly never been to a small town, hmm. uh, and, and therefore does not know how to write them. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna change this a lot. Oh. Um, Ooh. Uh, where I am going to move this to a big city. <gasps> what? Uh, yes. You know, Pittsburgh, believe it or not, has Almost as bad weather as a Forks Washington does, like almost as many overcast days. Weirdly true. You know what? Yeah. That is super convenient. Uh because otherwise the city I default to is Boston and I don't want them in my city. Boston's way too sunny. Uh <laughs> my city as if I live anywhere near there now. Boston's <laughs> your city of the heart. Yeah. Oh. Um but no, we can totally put it in Pittsburgh and uh we can use use for local knowledge. And there's a connection to Night of the Living Dead and their undead synergy. Nice. Oh, we could have zombies show up eventually in the story. Wouldn't that be fun? <laughs> we had a deal. We had an ancient deal with these vampires. We get the brains. Brains. <laughs> Bella, I took off my shirt. Do you fall in love with me? <laughs> no, no, put it out. Put, put it back on. Put it back on. Put it oh, out, back okay. on, please. Am I just your plucky sidekick in this romantic comedy? Am I ducky? Barely <laughs> even that. <laughs> anyway. Right, going on, Pip. <laughs> uh, but also, the other thing about uh, Twilight is really uh, self-indulgence. Mm. Uh, so, so just going for the thing that you like and going all in. It's what Stephanie Meyer did. <laughs> yeah. She did the fun things she liked. She went all in. Yeah. And there's um, worse ways to write a book, honestly. It's arguably yeah. the way to write a book and then hope Seriously. lightning strikes. Yeah. yeah. Fair yeah. enough. And one of the things uh, that I love in, in fan fiction, and why not go the fanfic route, uh, is I love college AUs, <laughs> uh, alternate universes. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if there's a uh, fandom with a college AU, I am down for it. 
uh, at this point, I'm half convinced that I liked the first season of Daredevil because they kept flashing back to college. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I am but one woman. (laughs) And I am weak. (laughs) So I'm thinking uh, that uh, this story, instead of taking place uh, in Forks when they're in high school, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's... Sure, high school romances are important. It's uh, great awesome to have that in fiction kind of creepy uh in context mm. uh when it's like you're a mortal soulmate huh. yeah uh, you start wondering why the fuck are you in high school immortal guy yeah Through college get thousands of degrees anything but high school just pretend to be a grad student for years that's what david Duchovny's done <laughs> he's like abd <laughs> uh he might actually have his I knew that once, but now I forgot. Back in the day um, of X-Files, uh, he, it was rather famous that he was, like, just perpetually on leave from finishing his uh, doctoral thesis. That's right. He became an actor to put off his... Yeah. St- yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that's some Crazier classic things. shit right yeah, there. That's the dream. I could write my thesis, but... Or... <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. So, I'm going to set this uh, in college. They're college students. Mm-hmm. You know... Uh, Edward is doing something uh, useless uh, in the humanities, mm-hmm. uh, even though I love the humanities and now, no one ever abandoned them. He's and a, he's my a poli sci major. <gasps> classics. <laughs> Can he be classics? Oh yeah, reaches in classics. Um, or or musical theory, philosophy, <laughs> liberal arts, just the general liberal arts degree. Oh my god! No, he's working. No, he's writing his own ethics. Philosophy. Oh my god! His own theory of ethics. He's created his own program. You could, oh my god! You could pull a Chris <laughs> Gethard and have him do American studies, <laughs> <laughs> which is why baseball. Oh no! Wait, you guys, you guys. Okay, go. He's one of those guys who's always changing his major. Oh. There you go, and that's why he can't graduate. He doesn't have enough fucking credits. Wait, wait, wait! Are we saying that he is the what? What? What was the name of the? Was it Michael Bluth? No, not. Uh, like, Arrested Development. The younger Bluth. George Michael? Yeah. Nope. No, 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 One with glasses. No, not Michael Sarah. Oh. Uh, oh, jeez. Um. So, yeah, no. Um, yeah, and Bella is actually majoring in something uh, useful in science. Not that English majors aren't useful, too. No, but let, let's get some girls in STEM. Uh, and also, I weirdly think that she would like it. Mm, yeah, I can oh. see that. Oh, yeah, because there's that whole thing with the science scene where she and uh, Edward are, like, both able to identify stuff under slides quickly. Yeah, yeah, oh. there, there's that weird thing. And that's really all I need. Um, <laughs> and it's it's Buster Bluth. Buster. Uh, Buster. <laughs> Buster. Uh, is Edward the Busters of the, the Collins? Oh, my God. He is now. <laughs> <laughs> I expect fan art. Father. I love all my children equally. I don't Earlier care. That day. I don't care for Edward. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So they are uh, college students uh, in Pittsburgh. University of Pittsburgh, I guess. They have a medical center. So that explains Carlisle. Ooh, nice. Yes. That's right. Hey, Pittsburgh's hey, a college town, isn't it? Yep. Nice. What floor? On the Cathedral of, of Learning, or whatever it's called, is uh, Carlisle's office. Uh, that's not a medical building. That's actually a purely educational building. Ooh. Well, yes, but he's a, he's a professor there, I'm going to assume. Oh, I guess he could be a professor. Oh, um... 
Maybe Esme's the professor. Oh, there we go. Yeah. They're all involved in the university because that's how the kids are. get away with it. Um, yeah. But what floor? The 13th. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Um, but yeah, and then uh, we can bring the villains in because there are still mysterious murders going around. Yeah. Uh, and it, and mysterious murders in a small town, you notice. Mysterious murders in a large city, still not great. But you could have a bit more mystery involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, they first take notice because one of them happens, like, on or too close to campus. So, mm-hmm. so there's a campus-wide email that gets sent out. And yes. that's the Cullen's turf. So that's why, what, like, that they get involved? Yeah, that's why they're sort of snooping around, uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Bella starts snooping around because uh, she thinks she's hot shit and can figure stuff out. Uh, and maybe it happened like near her. Maybe she like maybe just met the person, mm. and then they died. Is is Bella studying up to be a, like a detective, like criminal science? Maybe, maybe Ooh. forensic. Forensics. <gasps> Taking after her father. Oh, nice, nice. Oh man, that's so great. Uh, and so they. At first, don't trust each other because they're each snooping around going, why are you snooping around? Are you the uh, murderer? You totally, yeah, you totally sp- suspicious person. And then, and then they fall in love. And actually, yeah, they do. You know, you can still work in the Bella being immune to psychic powers thing because then that could also mm. be like why Edward gets an interest in her because like, oh, the, there's these murders and there's this mysterious girl who I cannot read her mind. What the fuck? And what if the murders are, like, really, like, weird and supernatural-ish? And so he's like, well, what's weird and supernatural-ish around here? Oh, it's that girl whose mind I can't fucking read. Are you a wizard? (laughs) Are wizards a thing here? No. No, I'm a fucking freshman. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. That is a line in the book. Are you a wizard? No, I'm a freshman. I'm a fucking freshman. Gotta get that alliteration going. There you go. Uh, and yeah, that is pretty much my story. <laughs> what, what's, what's the, uh, what's the action adventure climax? Mm. Or a romance climax? Uh, Take or pick. who was the bad guy? Oh yeah. Uh, well, it can still be the villains as they are in Twilight. Maybe a bit more effective. Huh. <laughs> Super um, effective. Are they, are they trying to edge into Pittsburgh? Maybe. Uh, they could just be doing the passing through thing, seeing you know, what kind of damage they can do, you know, uh, in the night of the living dead town. Mm. Uh, they were there for tourist reasons and decided to stay. Legit. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if the Cullens are, quote, vegetarian, they probably wouldn't be involved in vampire society, right? Or like- nope purposely removed not a time like maybe carlisle is a registered member because he left Mm. oh they're all unregistered maybe (laughs) they were first passing through and you know that's when like the first murder or two happened and then they figured out that everyone was in a fucking tizzy about it (laughs) (laughs) like not the normal police kind of stuff but actual people going what's going on and and vampires are looking into them and they're like oh this is fucking interesting i'm immortal i'm (laughs) bored Uh, and they decided to play a game that they eventually lose yeah i mean i guess you could have brash vampires like i'm always i have to imagine that some vampires are just like scared to lose their immortality but there have to be like some who are like been around so long that they're just freaking bored yeah, I mean, some vampires are assholes. Yes, <laughs> some vampires are much assholes. like some people are assholes. Pippy. 
Oh. What? <laughs> wow. Sideswipe. Okay. Um, so that was Pip's story treatment there. Uh, Alex. Oh, I'm going next. <laughs> okay, then. Well, you guys are, are looking to make it more actiony and all that. What I want is not actually a new story, but the prequel to uh, Twilight. Mm. Yes. Oh. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> like, I want to see the Akon family move it into Forks. Ooh. For possibly the, I don't know, fifth first time. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, correct me if i'm wrong like they canonically switch between forks and like alaska they right they have a few different places that uh they go alaska's <laughs> popular uh but only in a certain time of year um <laughs> of course uh they have they have a winter home fucking snowbirds <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah a forks is one of their uh usual haunts yeah, better go to the place with werewolves. That sounds legit. That seems right. <laughs> so yeah, Al, you're you're talking about them moving to Forks before, just before Twilight, or shortly before Twilight, a couple of years, yeah. maybe. Who knows? And just them integrating themselves into the town, on, or, or as far as the town folks knows, what for them it's reintegrating, and like the struggles of being, you know, these immortals who know what this place is. But can't actually say, oh yeah, I, I know that uh, a turn, it's a bad one. Mm. Oh, you're going down 40 mile hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or knowing where Dead Man's Curve is. Nah. <laughs> or knowing where the Pickwick is. Oh, the Pickwick. Another uh, facet of small town for us, huh? I miss yeah. the Pickwick. <laughs> or where the right aid used to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually not where the right end is. Nope, where it used, used to, to be. So, if if listeners haven't gotten on, these are actually all real places and true things from our town. That was I was looking up our local moose festival, as one does, because everywhere has a moose festival. And hey, literally, it's awesome. yeah, of course, I love it. But literally, yeah. in the directions, like on the map that they provided, was <laughs> and parking can be in the old right aids parking lot. The right age is not there anymore. The building is gone. It's just a paved surface. It hasn't been there for several years. Oh, yeah. But we're yeah, all like, man, oh, of course. That's... Yeah, the old right age parking lot, naturally. Oh, yeah, the old you guys know aid, exactly yeah. where I'm talking about, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> well, because we're talking about assimilating into small town life, Cat. It's an important facet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we are having all these conversations, and the Cullens have to pretend they don't know. Well, the Cullens have to under pretend to understand or not make really outdated references. Oh yeah, they have to. Okay, in order to put up appearances, we have to make a stop up over. Uh, uh, what's a what's a the bowling alley? Yeah, we have to make a stop over at Hank's bowling alley. I know, I know, it's ch- it's a cheesy place, but it's where everybody goes, and they go there. And what happened to Hank's? <laughs> what the hell? No, 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 it can't be gone. I, they had my ball, my bowling ball. <laughs> my lucky bowling ball. Those assholes. And I'm just imagining, like, them trying to ask for directions, and they go like, oh, right down near where the old general store used to be. Oh, yeah. And then uh, all the locals are like, what? Um, I think I heard my grandpa talk about that. Wow. 
Good, good local trivia. You guys have been studying up on town history. <laughs> you should. <laughs> yes. You know what? You know, uh, old, old Miss Carruthers, uh, she she manages the historical society. I'm sure she could use a hand. <laughs> and meanwhile, there's Jasper being, oh, shit, it's Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> I used to date her. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Please don't have gotten even more hot. Please don't have gotten even more hot. No, she aged gracefully. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Helen Mirren as the lovely uh, historical society clerk. I would watch that right the fuck now. Same. <laughs> so, so out. Uh, what else goes on in the story? Well, for some conflict, they have to deal with the fact that there is also a vampire hunter in the town. Dun, yes. dun, dun. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Like like you do. You know who that vampire hunter is? Charlie. <gasps> uh. <laughs> yes. Question. Does Charlie ever catch on that the Cullens are the vampires? Oh, he catches on. Because you know who he calls in for the most mysterious bites in, uh, ah. in the first movie? Dr. Carlisle. Like, I'm a general practitioner, or whatever. Uh, not a coroner. Damn oh. it, man, I'm a general practitioner, <laughs> not a coroner. Like, yeah, but I'm certain you know what we're looking at here. Don't you? Knowing glance. <laughs> oh, yeah. That could also explain why maybe he's really hesitant to have Bella date a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Like, he likes them, but not likes them. <laughs> no. He prefers the werewolves. They have their own weirdness. But they're at least, you know, not going to eat her. <laughs> so far. <laughs> <laughs> not in that way, anyway. So what genre, <laughs> so what genre are you thinking of for this? I'm thinking lighthearted comedy. Sounds good. Okay. Fair enough. I, I ain't looking for a horror romance or, or you know, action and thriller or anything like that. Just quirky comedy with vampires. Like a fish out of water comedy? Yes. With sparkling. <laughs> Sparkle. <laughs> God, Charlie's reaction. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> wait, this entire damn time, you guys don't show up in the light because you fucking glitter? <laughs> this is the skin of a killer, Charlie. That's the skin of someone who spent too much time in Hobby Lobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's the skin of Liberace. <laughs> it's the skin of a dumbass, I'll tell you that. <laughs> But then that might explain why Charlie hangs out with the werewolf crew so much. Ah. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Like Charlie, he's uh, he's caught on to uh to the supernatural. He's clued in, in other words. Yes. He could be a wizard too. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, why? It's why she he's immune. He did a ritual. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. So, is he a vampire hunter? Yes. Yeah. If he's a vampire hunter, why isn't he hunting the Cullens? Because they're vegetarian. Yeah. Okay. That that could be the budding bromance between Charlie and uh, Dr. Carlisle. <gasps> Bromances. <laughs> it, they'd yeah. be like, you know, uh, Turk and JD and uh, Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I want Charlie to have a bromance with, like, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Char- Charlie just needs more love. And not True. just general scorn from his teenage daughter. <laughs> Which actually, yeah, uh, amendment to mine, I would want them to have a reconciliation by the end of the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That seems legit. All right, Al, anything else for yours? Uh, vampire hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. 
Okay. Yeah, they, they, they came in through Canada. <laughs> I mean, Edward does spend a lot of time there. And you know what? There's always trouble whenever somebody gets hit and bleeds. <laughs> it's a violent sport. It's the closest we can get <laughs> to our true natures. Fighting is part of it, and I bet it gets fun when it's the vampires. Tossing through trees. <laughs> okay. So, we have had three uh, story retellings. Cat. No! It's your turn. Oh, no! All right. Okay. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> All right, guys. Here's my thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go way over to the side here. Okay. Left field to bring the, to bring the baseball analogy in. <laughs> the vampire baseball analogy. Yeah. Here's my question. Why are they vampires? Why the hell not? Stephanie Meyer said so. Well, you know what? I want to say to hell with that. I'm gonna make them elves and not happy, cheery ones. I'm gonna make them the badass old school ones. The ones that Pippi has a fairy circle around in her backyard that she apparently keeps there. One time, one time I nearly stepped on it uh, and I actually nearly tripped to make sure <laughs> that I didn't. They're watching you, dude. They are watching you. I just need to step once and I'm gone. You're gone. Well, no. Bye bye, Pippin. Oh, it's sad. I'll miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Love a memorial episode. It'll be great. Oh, <laughs> All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to take in a little bit of everybody's, sort of. I also want to keep Bella's agency, uh, Bella being the hot shit that she is. I want to make this a modern interpretation of the ballad Tamlin. Woo! <laughs> Love Tamlin. Can you give a brief synopsis of Tamlin? I can't, but Pip can. So... This one time. <laughs> so this one time in Scotland? Yeah, sure. So there's this girl named Janet. Uh Damn. You know, she's <laughs> Yeah. Uh you know, she's super pretty, maybe looks a bit like Susan Surrendon. Um <laughs> So this one time she goes to uh this place called Carter Hall and she meets this guy named Tam Lynn. What? title drop uh and tam then goes what the shit are you doing here uh no one's supposed to be here uh and janet goes uh, i think you'll find that uh carter hall belongs to me uh and they talk for a bit one thing leads to another uh sexy times <laughs> they get it on <laughs> the song uh the ballad fades to black <laughs> Uh, next thing we know, Janet is talking to her dad, and her dad is all like, hey, Janet, sweetie. Uh, can't help can't but help notice. But notice. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I can't help but notice that you are maybe just a little bit tiny, kind of pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's fine. Cool. Just tell me who the dad is, and we can, you know, work something out. Uh, and Janet says, worse to the effect, effect of fuck you. <laughs> because no, none of uh, the knights in your hall are, are the dad. They are old and crusty, and I'm li- I don't like them. <laughs> Aww. And Janet goes goes back to Carter Hall to see Tam Lin, and she goes, "Hey, hey, Tam uh, Lin, you are the father." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And by the way, do you plan to you know be a father to this child? And Tam Lin is all like, "Um, I totally want to be, but I am technically uh, a slave to the fairies." Whoops! It's a thing. Mm-hmm. Because one time I was a knight, I fell like knights do, uh, and they stole me. And Tam was like, but we can do something about it. You know, but we have to do something before the sacrifice me to hell in a couple of days. 
Like you do. Because then I'll have to go get a pack of smokes. It's <laughs> uh, Because I'm I'm the yummiest sacrifice they have. Because did I mention I was a knight? Please tell me you're impressed by that. <laughs> <laughs> and John's like, cool, cool. I can totally rescue you. And Tam then's like, okay, there's just a couple things you have to do. Uh, you know, when they're parading me down to uh, the sacrifice spot, uh, all you have to do is find me where I'm riding. I'll have a differently colored horse because I'm special. <laughs> and all you have to do is pull me down from my horse. Seems simple. Totally easy. Totally can do it. And Jen's like, cool. Got it. Pull you down from your horse. And Tim was like, and then, and then they're going to make me transform a couple times, but it'll be cool. All you have to do is keep holding on to me and don't let go. And Jen's like, cool, cool. Don't let go. I already don't want it to. So that works out for us. And Tim's like, yeah, cool. Don't let me go. Uh, even if they transform me into a lion, which they will. I like cats. Jen's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> it's just a really big cat. And Tim's like, don't let me go if they turn me into a really big snake. Uh, Jen's like, cool, cool, awesome. Uh, kind of slithery, but fine. And Tim's like, and don't let me go if they turn me, uh, when they turn me into a, uh, giant burning rod of iron. And Jen is all like, not in a fun way. And Tim is all like, definitely not in a fun way. <laughs> Jen is all like, cool. Won't let you go no matter what. Didn't need those fingers anyway. Yeah. And Tamlin's like, and if you hold on, uh, I'll be a naked knight in your arms. Yeah, you will. Uh, and uh, your baby will have a dad. And Janet's like, well, that is uh, what started this and hopefully what will end this. So cool. And so Janet does, in fact, pull him from his horse, keeps uh, holding on to him through all the transformations uh, until he is a naked knight in her arms. And uh, he is now freed from the fairies. Uh, and right. we end the ballad with uh, the fairy queen being super pissed but then I able to do anything because Janet followed all the, all the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's sort of an implication that the moment, the moment uh, the fairy queen can get away with it, they are both super screwed. <laughs> but happy ending. For now. For now. Ready to the version? I know. <laughs> so what this comes down to is basically I want to solve the issue of Edward being a super fucking creepy 200-year-old uh, undead guy. Make him human. <laughs> The fairies, the elves, and so forth have glamour. That's why they're sparkly, but also why they can wander around and not be immediately noticed as sparkly. Because I'm sorry, it's not oh, that nice. cloudy anywhere. Anywhere in the continental US. Yeah, yeah. it's not that cl- fucking cloudy. You can get sunburn with yeah. it on an overcast day. Exactly. Oh, good point. It brings, it's a nice story structure. I like stealing ballad structures. I'm, I'm guessing you're not gonna have teen pregnancy be a <laughs> plot element. <laughs> Well, it was in the Twilight books in the later part. It was. True. (laughs) Um, As a book one. (laughs) As a book one. No, maybe not. Although this actually gets a little bit into Pip's rewrite. There was a college AU of Tamlin. Fuck yes. uh, Called Tamlin. It was, you know. Real original. (laughs) And the classics majors are the, are the elves. Makes sense. No, really? Yeah, for real. It was amazing. I need this in my life. Dude, we will make it happen. Awesome. But uh, yeah, I read it when I was in high school because I'm like, I really need to find out what college is going to be like. And you know what? (laughs) Oh, sweet. And you know what? (laughs) I was right. It was just like that. (laughs) To be fair, your school was weird. My school is amazing. 
my school had uh, uh, incorporated paganism as part of its regular rituals. So, like you do. Um, so yeah, I would really lean into. I'd keep the supernatural. I would just change up who was who. So, so one concern I have is part of the appeal of the story originally was the kind of playing with fire. You know, you're you know, seducing a vampire mm-hmm. like you do. So the thing I worry about is to the average person, the elves aren't necessarily this kind of fire that you're playing with. You have to do a lot of audience education in terms of just how much of a bad idea it is to deal with the Fae in any regard. In the College AU version that I read, that actually was part of the purpose behind um, uh, the pregnancy plot. That was the playing with fire. You know what? You might get fucking pregnant. And guess what? You did. Um, and Oops. that is a – that's a concern. It's a different kind of concern. Um, well, I, yeah. I think you can also sort of sort of lean into the current cultural idea that elves are good mm-hmm. and have Bella think that she's safe uh, at first – and then oh. sort of bring in the creepy aspects and have her worry, sort of twist it on its on its head by knowing, oh, you know, elves are bad. This is very foreboding. And then twist it again, going, oh, no, this is these are the good ones. Or one <laughs> of them is. Or one of them is. Who maybe still has those creepy aspects. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear, you ate 12 pomegranate seeds. That means you must, uh, must spend 12 years as a graduate student working <laughs> under me. <laughs> Oh, God. Luckily, they need the pomegranate seeds for that. It's happening anyway. <laughs> yeah. And part of this is me wanting to move away from vampires uh, as your supernatural thing. I like having elves. You mean, it, 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 the vampires and zombies and all that is kind of a waning supernatural trope. So it's probably ripe for other supernatural entities to kind of take the stage a little bit. Yeah. Banshees. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm going to change anything about this story and not have it just be, oh, this is a fucking creepy relationship, my way of doing that would be to make him human, but at the same time also supernatural. Which for me, that's that's really where Tamlin firmly falls. So, um, yeah, interesting. So that's cool. that's what I would do. Would the Queen of the Fae show up at the end? Well, that's where I kind of want to steal your story. Um, I want it to be, forget the queen. I want it to be, uh, Carlisle. As like a leader elf? Yeah. Cause if we're pulling wow. up what Pip just said about, oh, it starts out good, you know, like, oh yeah, oh, it's totally great. And then you're sort of finding out along the way, then mm. he becomes an increasing danger. Oh, like you could have like the little hidden thing throughout the story where it's like, you know, he has like a really good looking soup and then the horrifying realization at the end as to what the soup was. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what's that in reference to? Uh, just, just creepy supernatural stuff. It could oh, be okay. just like human blood that he's drinking the entire time. Who knows? Mm. It's it's the Fae. They do weird shit. They do do weird shit. Uh, All right. They do do. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I, I can just imagine that as the slogan for the product, the Fae. They do weird shit. <laughs> da, da, da. All right. So that's our. For story treatments, then, I'm guessing? Yes, sir. I believe so. But do right. we have a game? Why, yes, we do. Here, let me, uh, I'm not gonna have the pretense of rolling something, cause we're, you know, as we already mentioned earlier, we already did a prior episode here, but lost it due to malfunctions. So we're going <laughs> with Laundry Day. What one's Laundry Day, Brendan? Laundry Day is <laughs> what everyone is doing when the plot of the story isn't happening. <laughs> so, yeah, f- focus on something and, uh, you know, just like 
okay, the plot isn't happening today. What's going on? What's going on in Forks, Washington? Well, I think I'll just jump right in here. Do it. Oh. What I want to do is follow Carlisle as he goes through his rounds at the hospital. <laughs> like, well, the laundry date says is what they're doing on the off time. It's actually what they're doing on, on the off time from the plot. And for mm-hmm. him, yeah. it's actually doing an honest day's work <laughs> and not going to high school for the 35th time, you guys. I mean, come on. Those freaking freeloaders. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you gotta wonder what, like, what kind of relationships he has with uh, the EMTs in the area. Which yeah. one is his favorite nurse? The one who always does the vitals, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And how he he's like, I'm going to drink this coffee now. Oh. Gulp, gulp. See, I drank this coffee. <laughs> totally not a vampire. Okay, what are the odds that people in the hospital totally know that he's got something going on? Well, there's the fact that they're all well, medical professionals and all can recognize that he's a person who... Kind of pallid. You know, kind of pallid and has no color in his lips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got some serious cyanosis going on there. But damn it, he's a brilliant doctor. Yeah, but at the same time, he saves as many people as he can. He's got a good knack for it. Yeah. yeah. Question, Al. How often does it play out kind of like, you know, as like an episode of Grey's Anatomy where like half the doctors want to sleep with them? I mean. And nurses, I guess. Yeah. I mean, he is very attractive. Very married. <laughs> <laughs> He's very married and a damn good uh, doctor, and really anything else, whatever. And he does host very nice parties. Oh, yes. Like, really nice. Uh, plenty of food. <laughs> you, you almost think that a family of six would eat more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, what else uh, involves uh, Carlisle at the hospital there, Al? Uh, we watch him um, do, you know, his doctor or thing, you know, his excellent bedside manner. Oh, wait, does, does it play out like episodes of House, but like instead of addicted to Vicodin, it's blood? <laughs> <laughs> I think that starts being a different story. <laughs> yeah. No, we just see him, you know, as he does his rounds. Also, as he pops it in to do, who, uh, who do vaccinations. You're just going to feel a sting and good job. You're, you're very brave right just then, you know, Aww. that kind of stuff. Oh, he's a family doctor. Yeah. Thanks, Carlisle. (laughs) You guys, you don't understand. I suddenly really want Carlisle to tell me that I did a good job after getting the vaccination. And he would know. (laughs) Oh, oh, Al, Al, question. Uh, For your laundry day stuff, does Carlisle also go to all the recitals and performances of the local school? Of course he he does. He and Esme do. It's date night. (gasps) They're on the PTA. I mean, come on. <laughs> of course they are. Because their kids are in high school. Oh. That's why their kids are in high school. Now we oh. know. <laughs> oh, my God. What we also need is Esme on the P- at PTA meetings. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, geez. She would be. She would be amazing. <laughs> All right. Who is next? You are. Oh. <laughs> okay. So what I'm thinking here. We have all that cast of characters in high school, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. They all have cell phones, right? Yes, they do. They all have social media, right? <laughs> I'm wanting updates of the Twilight story as told through their Facebook pages. Go. <laughs> uh, New girl in town. 
Oh my god! I, I was, what's the name of the, the the mean girl played by Anna Kendrick? Was she a mean like, girl? I thought she was just a jealous girl. Well, in Bella's eyes, kind of mean. Oh, okay. Jessica, Jessica, just all her Facebook updates during the trip to San Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to San Angelo to buy prom dresses or home dresses or whatever they were. Heart, heart. Yo, <laughs> checks in at the dress shop. Oh my god! Uh, oh the, my god! Bella ditched us. Yeah, uh, uh, and then at the end of the night, it's like, this really weird thing happened. <laughs> this weird thing happened. Edward came driving up in a Volvo. What? <laughs> <laughs> Who even has a Volvo these days? <laughs> but you guys realize, you realize that there is going to be a school-wide chat about the Cullens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a secret Facebook group. <laughs> oh, the secret life of Cullens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Catching the Cullens. No, that's going to be, that's going to be my thing. So, shh. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. But no, a secret Facebook group that they're all posting to, like all the students and the and the Cullens are not a part of it. They know about it. Of course they know about it. One of them's psychic. Of course they know about it. No, yeah. <laughs> but like, just, yeah, making fun of the Cullens, commenting on like, oh, Bella's going to try and join the clan. Oh. <laughs> well, also, I would love it if um, the Cullens do know about the group, but they're not invited. So they keep like referencing it like wouldn't it be funny if there was a town-wide chat huh wouldn't huh? it no, no just for shits and giggles there isn't one edward G- go away <laughs> oh really huh that's funny the others collins send edward to you know sort of ask probing questions even though he hates it because he can read their <laughs> minds and then see the actual text of what they're posting that's why Aww. they send edward yeah oh that's why they know the most about him or the, uh. the, the, the other students. <laughs> Aww. Aww. So yeah, yeah. I, I just want the Facebook feed of the other people in town, just social media in general. <laughs> Hashtag Cullen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Hashtag they're totally vampires. <laughs> <laughs> god, I never see them eat. Are they vampires or something? Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's body shaming, and I don't appreciate that, uh, Becky, so just leave it out of the Cullens. <laughs> What did the Cullens ever do to you? Okay, so yeah, that's my thing. Pip! All right. I'm making everybody go first. Whatever. (laughs) What I'm thinking, right, uh, is how much more interesting uh, Edward's quote-unquote siblings are. (laughs) What I mostly want is um, uh, Alice and Rosalie, Uh uh, their other sister. uh, And I want to see what they do when they go shopping. (laughs) Uh, You know, them at the mall trying things on, buying things for everybody else because they know best. Uh, Rosalie has opinions and Alice can see what they're actually going to wear and you know just their fun adventures in the mall so you want day of the life yeah day of the life okay uh going to the social media thing uh they snapchat of course uh, they i bet do. everyone in town follows uh their snapchats trying to get information <laughs> <laughs> but also alice just has a rocking sense of fashion yeah Qu- question yes do, do they have instagram accounts are they instagram stars totally. <laughs> I'm not sure if they're stars because they might play it because that might get them too much attention. Mm. Okay. Uh, but they totally have Instagrams. Does, does, um, does Edward, uh, post inspirational quotes? Oh, yeah, totally. All the time. Wouldn't it be great if every time they got too popular, they just like completely ghosted and got a new account? <laughs> oh, oh, of course. Yeah. And so that in and of itself becomes its own fandom. Mm. The trying to find, find the new account. Yeah. Finding Edward Cullen, a new podcast. (laughs) (laughs) At one point, Alice takes a selfie while in the sun, and everyone just thinks it's a really fancy filter. (laughs) 
Aww. And meanwhile, like all the other, like Edward's like, how could you do that? And she's like, ah, I was cute. So they're doing, they're having a good time, basically having fun, living life. While Edward <laughs> is an emo <laughs> jerk. Hmm. Uh, and for a while on the internet, the internet's, with a Z, <laughs> there was sort of a meme that Edward does scrapbooking. <laughs> <laughs> I believe um, so. You're playing on that, then. Well, the Rosalie bit comes all from me, so, uh, but I have this idea of Edward in my head, uh, as sort of a, a, a loner who does a lot of arts and crafts badly. <laughs> <laughs> from this text conversation that some people posted years ago, and I'm really hoping it's still online somewhere, uh, called "Growing Up Cullen." Which is basically just sibling antics between them all, where Edward scrapbooks and does pottery, and <laughs> of course he does, and knits all very badly. Uh, oh. And Esme loves every single thing he makes because she's a good mom. <laughs> she is, and mm-hmm. Emmett steals his scrapbooking stickers because <laughs> Emmett's a jerk. Emmett's the best. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted an excuse to link to this, didn't you? Shut up. <laughs> that thing provided me tons of laughs. That's fair. So basically just, uh, I want uh, Rosalie and Alice uh, shopping, and I want hilarious sibling hijinks. Via Instagram. Via Instagram. <laughs> you know, because they're supposed to be the sort of family, and it's not all high drama all the time. Sometimes it's, you know, sitting around making fun of each other. And by each other, I meet Edward. <laughs> No wonder Edward wants, like, a a human girlfriend. She thinks he's cool. I think you guys suck. God, the day she... And not because you're vampires. The day she laughs at one of Emmett's jokes at his expense, uh, that's going to be heartbreaking. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to listen to emo music in his room for hours after that one. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my dudes. And then there was one. Then there was one. Then there was me. You avoided it for, for so long. I did. And yet it comes for all of us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ask not for who the podcast pods. It <laughs> pods for thee. Actually, here's my issue in general with the concept of eternity, the concept of immortality. That's a lot of fucking time to fill up. Like, what are they doing all that time? I want there to be a ongoing project. It's a long-running always up there project of just new shit to learn and do. Like, Swimming with the Dolphins, they did that ages ago. They've done all that. So now they're just continually adding to their bucket list, and the bucket has a hole at the bottom. That's what the definition of eternity is. It's depressing when you put it like that. Yep. But you know what? Like, how are you going to differentiate day to day? You got to be doing something new. Now, meanwhile, these stupid kids are in high school for whatever fucking reason, learning the exact same thing over and over again. Possibly, you know, I mean, maybe they're doing comparative uh, studies over the years of the you know, education standards. Edward's um, totally written that. Yeah, he has. He got his, one of his PhDs with that one. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah, they're getting multiple PhDs. Uh, they're planning these elaborate family trips. And it's like the big game is to find something new or something different or to learn more than somebody else. I want to find out what they're doing filling their time. Okay. So how would they do that? Um, okay. Let's say they have a 
long-running competition. It's gotten a lot easier now that the internet is around. <laughs> Beginning of the work week, they uh, roll a die or hit the random button or whatever. A topic comes up and they're like, okay, guys, this is what we're learning about this week. Whoever comes with the best information again wins for this week. You know, so like the uh, they hit Grover Cleveland and most, like, most of them roll their eyes because they were all around for Grover Cleveland. <laughs> and so then, you know, the, the real game is at the end of the week when you're like, okay, so the topic is Grover Cleveland, and I end up learning how to play the xylophone. Or <laughs> I've learned Esperanto, and it's got to connect up back to the original topic. Somehow. So, somehow. And whoever wins uh, gets like a little a little uh, hash mark. Let's say they have like a chalkboard, like a decorative chalkboard wall. They went in, really went all in on that particular Martha Stewart thing. Um <laughs> And so they keep like their little hash marks up there of who's winning and people who come by and visit are like, what's that? And it's like, oh, uh, it's our fantasy football league or <laughs> different answer every time, different answer every single time. Um, Best but answer that week, uh, bonus points gets in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so it's this long running and maybe whoever wins at the end of the year or like it's on, on, uh, on Halloween or whatever gets to pick the vacation for that year. And everybody tries to beat out Edward because every time he does it, he just has them go to like the, what's the nearest city? Seattle? Yeah. Yeah. Seattle. They just go to Seattle every time. That's it. And they're like, why? And he's like, that's where my favorite record store is. <laughs> oh God. Does, does Edward go to the same record store every single time he goes every single week? Yep. Yes, he does. I've been going to this place since 1945. It's my favorite shop. They have legends of him coming down to the years <laughs> like the owners. <laughs> Much the way I bet the hospital has legends about Cullen, about Carlisle. Uh, it's like, every once in a while, you'll see a young man with hair reaching the stars. <laughs> And he will buy most of the catalog, and that's how we make our rent for two months. <laughs> Always be polite to him. More like a year. I mean, come on. He'll pay any price for some of those records. Come on. That's the true. The Collins have money. That's a good that's point. So don't ask any questions. He'll just come in. He'll buy your shit. You'll make rent. You make any, yep. you, you suggest anything though, he might not come back. Let him do his thing. Maybe try and sell a new record player because those things need to be replaced. Two bamps. He'll need two bamps. Mm -hmm, he can mm -hmm. tell the difference. <laughs> Maybe his speakers need updating. He doesn't know. Mm. He doesn't know. <laughs> Until that one week when he does know. Uh, and then yeah, exactly, because he learned. Because <laughs> he got Grover Cleveland and he ended up learning the history of stereos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can also read their minds, remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, whatever. Hmm. So what I'm thinking yeah. is I'm, I'm loving the competition yep. aspect of this. Yep. Uh, because I want to get back to my sibling hijinks. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and how they all try to shamelessly cheat. Yes, that's an important part of it. Because Alice can see the future and knows what topics they're going to pick. Mm -hmm. uh, Edward can read their minds and know what they're doing right now. And Emmett is not above going into their rooms and just straight up stealing their research. <laughs> <laughs> And I love the idea, like, oh my god. And then they're all just colluding to not let Edward win. And he knows they are. He knows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking Esme is the one who judges the winner. Mm -hmm. Carlisle takes it all very seriously. He's like, this is an important part of family bonding. And it helps the days pass so that we're not drinking human blood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The one who wins the most is Rosalie. Ooh, oh, dark yeah. horse. 
So, uh, I think uh, we've we've covered a lot of uh, topics here today with Twilight. Indeed, we have, sir. Yeah, good luck editing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. Oh. I don't even mean that as a dig for what happened <laughs> to the previous audio. So, yeah, we we covered a lot of topics here today. Uh, you know, from some less murderous versions of Twilight to considerably more murderous. You know. <laughs> I'm just again picturing Carlisle with two smoking rounds of, from a shotgun coming out from his chest. A sliding scale of murder. <laughs> a sliding scale of murder. <laughs> Pip, write that book. No, I want that T-shirt that just says "sliding scale of murder." No, a coffee mug. <laughs> coffee mug. There we go. Awesome. Hey guys, first mug from the show. The sliding scale of murder. Um, you guys have any other thoughts about Twilight before we uh, wrap this up? No, nope. I don't regret reading it. I don't regret watching it. I have some regrets. I regret that it happened, but you know, don't regret the you know the riff tracks. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was Twilight, everyone. Yay! As always, if you have a story to submit, head on over to whonostorysacred.com/submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostorysacred. Or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode were done by Brendan for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Transcript done by Ashley DeCosta only once. <laughs> <laughs> Art by J.A. Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at NoStorySacred.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and please rate, review, and subscribe to the No Story Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at Patreon.com slash NoStorySacred. For instance, I'll probably throw the original copy of uh, the audio that's just missing <laughs> mostly my track. It'll be like um, uh, Garfield without Garfield. It'll be like uh, uh, No Story Sacred without Brendan. <laughs> Half the jokes are missing. Yep. We're laughing for no good reason. Like you. Uh, wow! <laughs> See you next time when, and we'll take another listener submission: Assassin's Creed the movie. <laughs> it's about to be a National Novel Writing Month. Follow along on Twitter as Cat tries to write the book from Episode Five. Greetings, Valentine. Until then, we're no story sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Alex. I'm Cat. I'm Pippin. And I'm Brendan. And we're. No, no story, story is, is sacred. sacred.